0: Welcome to the Stranger Still podcast, a rewatch podcast of Stranger Things. I'm Miles. I'm Kathleen. And we're rewatching every episode of Stranger Things ahead of the May and July two-part releases of season four. It's been three years. Let's catch up together.
1: Ooh, how about that beginning music? Yeah. Oh, change, just really gets dream, you in dream. the mood there.
0: Heck yeah, and we got the title now, Stranger Still podcast. Stranger Still. We are on Twitter at Stranger Still22. We follow NASA and Rihanna. <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> but not Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, we gotta cover with NASA and Rihanna. Today's today's episode, chapter two, The Weirdo on Maple Street. Mm. And like our family locked up in the nut house in Curly County. Let's escape into this episode. How's oh, it start, please. Kathleen?
1: All right. So it starts much the way um, episode one ended. Eleven, terrified, soaking wet. Um, you know, her introduction to the boys, the main characters. And we really, this is where we really start to develop that relationship between Eleven, Dustin, Mike, Lucas. Yeah, the
0: party. I mean, it's the, the party. The group. I love how they're just blasting. Questions at her. Is there a number we can call? Where's your hair? Do you have cancer? Did you run away? Are you in trouble? Is that blood? You know, just she just says blood. nothing. <laughs> That's so so like middle school boys. Oh
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. They really capture that quite well.
0: Yeah, and so there's there's a fight about what to do. You know, Lucas and Dustin they don't they don't want yes. to do this. They you know, they want to get rid of her. We're, our goal was to find Will, not take on another problem.
1: You know, and, and Lucas is a bit of a jerk, but honestly, having never been a, you know, adolescent boy in my life, maybe that is the, the normal reaction for somebody his age. But i be like, Mike, is so like caring and so nice. See that's how I would react. that. Mm-hmm. what can I do to help you? Lucas is like, she's crazy. She's a psycho.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he said there's something seriously wrong with her.
1: Oh yeah. And then Mike says, what what we should have left her out in the storm? Lucas, yes! <laughs>
0: I love I love that. And later he's talking about Mike's Mike's plan failed and the, the freak is back to the loony oh bin. Oh my
1: gosh, yes. It's relentless. I, I, I can't honestly, you know, we're kind of watching it episode by episode and I can't remember when he finally comes around. I know he does, but it is a ways down the road. He does not like Eleven for a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, but Mike has this whole plan. He's going to keep her there overnight and then in the morning she's going to run around the house. And ring the doorbell, and mom will know what to do,
1: <laughs> <laughs> as moms do. Moms always know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> uh,
0: and then, uh, so we we actually, so when let's go, to, let's go to when that happens. When Mike tries to implement his plan,
1: yeah. So he finally set, he tells her, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna have you come up," and she just says, "No." That's mm-hmm. it. One word. No. Mike <laughs> says, "No, you don't want to get help." No. And he keeps asking her, and all she says is bad. Yeah, what, what kind of trouble?
0: Bad. <laughs> bad trouble.
1: Yep. And then she does the, you know, the mime of the gun. And that's when it really dawns on him that Mm -hmm. things are serious for somebody of his age. And, you know, like obviously somebody older would be like, "Okay, no, we're we're not doing this. We're going to get actual help. But him being at the age he is, it's believable that he would be like, oh, okay. well, I guess we need to figure out what to do from here.
0: Yeah. The generic bad guys are after you. That makes sense. <laughs> I will protect you. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So he has to have her at his house, and he's hiding her like uh, E.T. I mean, this is that's pretty pretty clearly E.T. Um, mm-hmm. And the the episode is really about the connection between them as well. Yeah, this is where the Eleven and Mike connection first starts, which is obviously a thrust through the entire series.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they first start to become friends.
0: Yeah, the E. T. thing. In E. T., it's it's like Reese's. Or what? It's, there's some side sort of candy that he figures out that that E. T. likes. Oh in yeah. In Stranger Things, it's egos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. But we we don't even we don't really get to that so much in this episode. It, we see that more as yeah as we progress through the well, season. Well, this is a,
0: presumably the beginning of it for her. Mm-hmm. I, pre- I presume that's her first her egg. First
1: taste of yeah. the Ego.
0: According to my deep analysis of grocery market <laughs> deep trends,
1: analysis. You know, I'm
0: I'm often following how are the grocery markets doing. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. after this show, ego sales went up 14.
1: And wait for real? Yeah. Oh man, I was just about to <laughs> announce to our podcast listeners that, and this is when you realize that Miles is full of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that realize, sounded
1: like real stat. Okay, this is when you oh, realize I am
0: full of good information.
1: <laughs> oh uh, man!
0: But Mike and Mike is so tender with her, and you know, like yeah. at the bathroom door, she doesn't want it closed, and he's like, "Oh, you don't want it closed?" Like he doesn't think that that's like super it. strange. She's like, "Yeah, well, we could we could crack it," or like w- the moment when he's like thinks her tattoo is really cool. You know, they're like in the bed, and yeah. she, he's like, "Whoa."
1: You got a tattoo. And she goes to reach for her and she pulls away because yeah. she's scared.
0: Because like nothing bad has ever happened to Mike. No. She lives in a suburban town where the last murder was in the twenties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like
1: But he's so empathetic for somebody of that age.
0: Yeah. Um then they take him up to a lazy boy. She takes her up and, and <laughs>
1: This is where dad sleeps. <laughs> this is where Dad sleeps.
0: I forgot about that. And he goes, this is this is my 22 inch TV, twice or 10 times as big as Dustin's, which apparently nice, means right? apparently means Dustin has a two-inch <laughs> television.
1: Oh goodness. And
0: he's showing her his toys, Yoda. Oh, yeah, his
1: name's Yoda. He uses the force to move things with his mind.
0: <laughs> she's bored as hell because she's, like, she's like yeah, old news. Wow, impressive, news. I guess. The mom comes home. He's got to put her in the closet, and then this is a big moment. This is like this is when Eleven like learns to trust somebody, or like that there's even such a thing as trust. She doesn't even know the word promise. He's like Mike's like you got to get in the closet now, and Eleven's like I don't like being in closets. Of course, she
1: doesn't say the words because she hardly speaks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was um, huge because you you this is where you learn about eleven basically why she is the way she is how her life has been up to this point just of course this flat this little flashback mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's hor- such a contrast between mike's life and his lazy boy and his 22-inch tv and then her life being locked into a dark room as punishment when she doesn't complete the tasks the way papa yeah. expects her to.
0: Man, and we learn more about that as it goes on. But then there's a there's a, every good flashback informs what is going to happen, mm-hmm. and she has a moment of growth when she sees him open the door and do what Mike did what he said he was going to do. He opens the door back up, and she's like crying. She's like
1: the resigned relief. to
0: being in this closet now. You know, yet another betrayal. And he opens the door, and just the the acting from Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, she's is amazing, incredible. I mean. If you want to talk about the secret sauce to this show.
1: It's Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. And,
0: and, and maybe Hopper and Winona as well. Uh, you know, uh, definitely acting performances that are deserving. But Millie Bobby Brown, like that's the part that can't go wrong. You oh can't gosh. have a bad actor in that part or this whole thing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And her, her face when Mike actually returns is incredible.
1: The relief, the trust, the just... Yeah. Everything, yeah.
0: And then the, the Lucas and Dustin are back in the room. The plan after
1: school, plan yep. didn't
0: go well. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how they're like, We're going back to plan A. I'm telling your mom.
1: <laughs> and she's like, No, that si- that scene was really cool. Yeah. Um,
0: she doesn't just say no,
1: no, she shows she them slams she has powers. The door. Yeah. yeah, um, that's when that's when the other when they all really see that she has powers mm-hmm. <laughs> lucas again for the win are you
0: out of your
1: mind <laughs> no we're gonna go get help and then she slams the door slams the door and of course he's even more f- that doesn't help his relationship with her yeah. at all
0: <laughs> but dustin <laughs> dustin like is like <laughs> they're down in the basement he's like we would <laughs> what does he say yeah. we would have never Done that. upset you if we knew you had superpowers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Earning a good old punch from Mike for that one. Yeah,
0: and then that's when she learns the word friend. Yeah. She's learning a lot of words. I,
1: just, I love, the part that I love, they're talking about friendship, yeah, and promising things, and he's like, the spit promise. You know, he Ugh. spits in his hand, shakes Dustin's hand, Dustin's face, oh! Just look of disgust, <laughs> like, we didn't have to do that.
0: Yeah. I, I love that, and I love that they kind of move on. They're like, "Okay, we're still going to be a group." Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to do other shows would have made this a whole thing. Like, we're going to we're going to buy a couple episodes, milk out a little bit between the party coming apart or something like that. No, they just mm-hmm. they just go forward. They're still yeah. trying to accomplish the same thing, which is find Will.
1: Yeah. And that's where so when, you know, they're teaching her what friendship is basically that's when they start questioning her. What we didn't even mention is as Mike is showing her the house, she sees the picture of them with will and she recognizes him. And that's when they discover that she might know where he's at. And so going back to that scene when she's learning about friendship and, um, she's trying to explain to them where will is. And at this point we still don't understand, but, um, just trying to explain he's in the upside
0: the upside down, down. <laughs> yeah i totally that's a big moment when she flips over the board yeah and shows shows them and that's a big moment for us as well cuz like we don't have to spend you know, a whole season wondering if it's aliens or if it's uh, mutants or something like that.
1: It's the Demogorgon. Yeah,
0: there's something. There's something with an upside down, a parallel, something.
1: You know, we don't necessarily
0: know, but mm-hmm. yeah, we so don't
1: even know it's parallel at that point. We really don't yeah. fully understand.
0: Yeah, we're we don't get it. That
1: comes later. Yeah,
0: so that that whole that's the core and heart of the episode. The boys, you know, figuring out their place within Eleven. Basically, Eleven joins. The party. Mm -hmm. That's what. Mm -hmm. That's what I building that
1: relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We also have this other thing with Jonathan driving to his dad's house, flashing back with Will. He's listening to the Clash. Shows how much of a
1: dirtbag the dad is.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't. Why does he go to see his dad? I don't. I don't get it.
1: So that he goes because Hopper says in most cases the child is found with the other parent. Oh. okay. Okay. And so he's going thinking that either really thinking that his dad took his brother yeah he searches the house get getting pissed at his dad don't yeah. touch me where is he where's will
0: yeah okay that's right so he's going to look for will yeah and that hopper tells him not to go and i love that moment when hopper punches him there's just like there's so much in that punch like protect your mom punch <laughs> i don't know it's the nicest hard punch in television history
1: <laughs> a nice hard punch yeah
0: so Jonathan, but Jonathan's on the case. He's got to go in the in the woods. He's got to take pictures of certain sticks oh that broke. Oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> the pictures. My my thing
0: is what <laughs> what did the pictures he took before he sees the party accomplish at all? We <laughs> would like, just and take here, a picture of these yeah.
1: leaves, yeah. okay? Ooh, and here's some interesting. leaves.
0: Those might be those might be a clue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is pretty asinine. He
0: comes upon the party where Nancy, Barb, Steve, Tommy, and Carol are all there, and they're out by the pool chugging beers. Gosh,
1: and and (laughs) this is where Jonathan's creeper side comes out. Here he is hiding in the woods, taking pictures of them from afar. I mean, what's not creepy about that?
0: Oh, absolutely nothing. And he's taking pictures of them, uh, so they're... Well, they're not chugging, but shotgunning beers. Shotgunning beers. Steve yeah. shotguns a beer. Nancy shotguns a beer. Barb shotgunned one. She doesn't tries want to tries to
1: get to shotgun one, and then of course cuts herself, mm. and then she's even more upset about <laughs> being at this party. Yeah,
0: I mean that Nancy and Barb's like relationship together and why they're at this party feels very real to me and very like complicated. You know, like they're friends, they do everything together, but Nancy's like getting into boys. I mean, I don't know how Yeah, to... well,
1: Nancy is evolving from this, you know, young, really smart, quiet, follows-the-rules girl into somebody who's growing up into a woman mm-hmm. and starting to have feelings for boys. And she's at that age where, you know, a lot of girls start having sex or start thinking about having sex and and suddenly she ha- has interest from this handsome popular boy Steven. Yeah. Steve and and of course Barb is still from her past life, you mm-hmm. know. There's still the smart, quiet kind of slightly geeky girls. Glasses. And Barb doesn't want to lose that friendship that they have together.
0: Yeah. And like Nancy's so like I don't know if it's in denial or what. He's like Barb's like, you know, he just wants to get into your pants, and and she's like, what? No, no. Like,
1: she how, knows. Yeah, well, how can how can it be? Pos- she
0: knows. Yeah, but just the plausible, like, no, we're just going over to somebody's not. house. Why would you even say that? But yeah, they're, they're <laughs> Dare. their friendship is fracturing, and mm-hmm. then at the at the stairway season when she's like, just go home. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot there. There's yeah. a lot of, uh, you know. Lost and you're losing a friend, and one friend's growing beyond another, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of tough stuff there. Um, but she doesn't go home. She no, she's gonna she wait. Is a
1: true friend. I mean, she said that she would stay there, and she does stay there to support her in case, yeah. in case um, Nancy needs her. There's
0: a heated pool nearby, so Barb <laughs> pops onto the diving board, just kind of, you know, kicking her feet in the water and a, a blood. A a drop A drop of blood hits the water, which, by the way, we see a poster of Jaws right before we see a drop of blood in the water.
1: See, and you know, obviously, I remember seeing the poster of Jaws, but I did not put two and two together. Yeah,
0: I, re- I read about that. I didn't notice it either. It's just it's sort of like one of just another one of those like subconscious things that kind of drives into us is building on our nostalgia. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Attracting the prey, with uh, attracting the predator with yeah. blood.
0: Yeah. And then we we get like a moment where we actually see the thing, right? Just for, just for a quick moment. The
1: flash of its mouth, which is basically its whole head. It's just yeah. a quick flash. I mean, obviously later we see it in the season, mm-hmm. but I mean, that is our first
0: flash of yeah. and face. Jo- and of course, Jonathan's snapping pictures of this as well. He's got a picture of Barb, but the one time he looks down, the- Jonathan, if you're going to be watching from the woods, at least see the one thing we need you to the
1: see. The one thing that could have, <laughs> and nothing really can redeem the creepiness of what he's doing, but yeah. would have had some redeeming qualities if at least he figured out what happened to Barb. But yeah. no, he's fiddling around with his camera. He looks back yeah. up and suddenly Barb's gone. Yeah, long you know, enough. And we see that, the, what, the lights flicker, yeah. and then it goes dark and she disappears. Mm-hmm. And then it, And then the camera flashes back to Nancy and Steve in the room and then back to the pool and the lights come back on as if nothing has happened.
0: And Jonathan's like, well, Barb must have just moseyed on I guess off. She's I, gone. I saw something on the ground that I had to had to take take a thing with. Holy I had to drop my watch for one moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's let's close it here with the with the Joyce plot line. Because Joyce is going through a, a series of phones. <laughs> 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 she fried her phone at the end of episode one. Uh, she goes to buy another phone at the store that she works at, right? Um, mm-hmm. She's walking through the bushes on her way up there. I mean, it is stressful as heck to watch Winona <laughs> Ryder on screen.
1: Miles' least favorite character this season.
0: Yeah. I just, I agreed with Jonathan. I just keep, your, crazy. keep your bearings about you. Losing it. But she goes in there. A rough go for phones, by the way, <laughs> in this episode. She's going to get a new phone. She needs money she went two weeks advance, or
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, she goes in there. I've, you know, I've never called in sick, I've worked holidays. Just, you know, give me this advance. I need this phone and I need a two week advance. Give <laughs> and- me the phone, give me a two week advance, and a pack of camel lights <laughs> a pack of
0: camels. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and uh, so she's, she's getting that. The boss is, is thankfully does it. Uh you know she has been a great employee. She goes home, she plugs the phone back into the <laughs> wall and even like that moment.
1: <laughs> she with the the cord isn't long just that like the imagery of that is so funny. The cord's not long enough so she like scoots her butt into the chair and like crab walks it closer to the phone yeah. presumably to sit there for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, I like keeping that. I like keeping like we don't have to cut we don't have to cut 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 cut. We're just going to see her just move the chair <laughs> closer. Uh yeah. you know and she's got the rotary phone. And she's smoking, you know, Mm -hmm. I rotary phones are one of the examples I used of like things that were 10 years before this show came out were actually uncool Mm because it hadn't been long enough, you know and because cell phones had overtaken and everything like that. And now in 2016, we finally reach uh, that sweet nostalgia point yeah. where rotary mm-hmm. phones are cool again.
1: And honestly, like it keeps rotary <laughs> phones relevant because you know kids now that are in school or even have just graduated, they don't even know how to work those things. True,
0: true. It's just a big phone. They're just like, what the heck is that thing? <laughs> um, yeah, so they get that. She's got the phone. She gets another call. And this time she's hearing the voice of Will.
1: Yeah. What does he he, say, Mom? I think he says, Mom, just once, but it's mostly breathing. But then you actually hear his voice. He says a word seemingly in the distance. um, And then, you know, the creature noise again. And Mm -hmm. then the phone blows again. and. Yeah. She loses it. Just, <laughs> Miles is least favorite. I just <laughs> the crazy lady loses it, but it's really realistic as yeah. to like what a mom would be going through in this situation.
0: I mean, I, I am not. I understand that. (laughs) I'm not saying that she should have been like, the phone blew up. I'll go get another phone. Mm -hmm. I should I should get a backup phone. Like, no, I'm not saying she should have been like purely clinical. It's just exhausting watching her (laughs) for eight episodes. She's on she's at a 10 the entire time. And that is not a slight against her performance. I I love Winona's performance, but
1: and then what happens after the phone blows?
0: Yeah, the lights guide her.
1: Yeah, the lights start flickering. That's when she starts to suspect that Will is trying to communicate. And going back to what I said for chapter one, um, you know, only some, only a mother going through this heart-wrenching experience of losing her child could so readily believe something as crazy as, you know, her son trying to reach her from another, you know, dimension we don't lights. know yeah. we don't know we're trying to reach her through the lights i mean only somebody that's so desperate to cling to hope would believe that so readily and she's Right to. I mean, it's really, that's really what's happening.
0: And we, the audience, know that there's a lot of merit to her, Mm -hmm. to her believing that because we saw Will disappear in the shed. We were, we were part of that. Mm -hmm. It gets, so it flickers down, it guides her to the room, the stereo comes on. Should I say or should I go? Now, 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 now. And then we see something (laughs) trying to come through the damn wall. Oh my gosh,
1: that part is so
0: creepy to me. It was hard
1: to watch. I had trouble sleeping after this it was just so creepy by
0: far i the mean how do you even part.
1: walk down the Down your hallway after a moment like that.
0: Checking the drywall (laughs) everywhere. Like, make sure that it's
1: still wall, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it really, um, I mean, I don't know if we have any community watchers out there, but it really made me think of community when um, that episode when they go to Pierce's house and he's Mm -hmm. messing with Mm -hmm. them and they like press through the wall, all creepy, (laughs) like, so creepy. Yeah. Uh, That freaked me out. Yeah.
0: So she and that. Oh, that is just one of the things. She runs out to the car. She's panicked yeah. and all that, and all the stuff. And the, and the episode eventually ends actually with Barb. Um, so we, we go, we did, we're going out of order, but that's okay. Um, and that episode, too, is it's a great episode The Weirdo yeah. on Maple Street. The so,
1: Weirdo on Maple Street.
0: As with every episode of the Stranger Still podcast, <laughs> uh, we're going to end with Kathleen's feeler moment of the chapter and right. Miles's music moment of the chapter. So Kathleen, hit us up. What's a feeler moment? What's something we should be feeling some feelings?
1: My feeler moment for this episode was when Joyce mentions Hopper's daughter. Mm. So, you know, in the beginning of the episode when she has called the police station to say, you know, I heard my son breathing through the phone and he comes and he says, no, it was probably just a prank call. I'm sure it wasn't him. And she says, you think I don't know my own son's breathing? Wouldn't you know your daughter's? Mm. And then just you see the pain that radiates from him. At The mere mention of his daughter, I mean, that's when you start to feel for what he must be going through, why he's presented the way he is in chapter one um, and why he is uniquely qualified to understand just exactly what Joyce is going through, having lost her child because he's lost his child himself.
0: Yeah, there's so much history and respect between them. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to know what it was we just sense it through the through the performances yeah um music moment of the chapter most of my music moments are going to be about the score you know about the about we talked about the theme last time and shout out to the lazy boy um scene in this episode when the synth pads are going there's something really Mm -hmm. interesting sounding about those so most of them will be about the score and the use of the score but today I wanted to talk about The Clash and the way they use <laughs> should I stay or should I go to mean more and more. That they used to use three different sort of progressive things in this episode. First, it's in the flashback scene that Jonathan and Will. They're bonding on the bed. Should I stay? He's showing them the song as, of course, what's happening during that time is. Is Will's dad? Dirtbag
1: dad is flaking out him. on yeah. them.
0: So, and they're turning it up, and the the words itself: "Should I stay or should I go?" People trying to figure out their their place with their dad. He wants mm-hmm. them to like baseball, you know, but you like whatever you want. And then we have another version of it later. It comes on the the radio. It starts the flashback, and it's Jonathan trying to decide if he's going to go out to. To see his dad or Well, or by that to point Hopper. he's
1: already driving out oh, okay. to see his dad. Well, but-
0: you know, he has hasn't left Hawkins yet when the song comes on. <laughs> okay. So you don't know. <laughs> he could have been he, he could have been driving home and taking a different turn.
1: But he is, yeah, that's the thing. Going to see his father, who yeah. they have a terrible relationship with.
0: But the greatest use by far is the last one. Should I stay or should I go now? And I'm amazed that no horror movie or anything took advantage of the way what this song really is, which is should I stay or should I go when it comes on and Will you know Will turns it on through the cassette and Winona Ryder's seeing the thing come through the wall and it goes into the car and should i stay or should i go now and she's
1: contemplating whether she should go back inside and no i I do i need to go back inside my son is in there somewhere somehow
0: there's like she has no way to get the information of what is actually happening now she just knows there's something with her son in there but it's also a pretty typical thing to flee (laughs) <laughs> so creature a, coming at yeah. you through the wall. Just it's what is a horror movie if not for decisions made by characters with, with information they just cannot do. And it's one of the most famous songs of all time. Should mm-hmm. I stay or should I go now? It's the mm-hmm. essential question. What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> so pretty cool music moment. We'll talk more about the scores in the in the other ones. But um, yeah.
1: Alright, so let me ask you this, Miles. Um, the The name of this chapter is uh, Weirdo on Maple Street. Who is the Weirdo on Maple Street?
0: Well, there's a couple of nominees. I mean, Will is kind of one of the nominees because everything's about the Weirdo on Maple Street, or the Weirdo. Will is a weirdo. <sighs> I mean, they talk about it. You You like things that you want to like, you know. That's in this episode. I guess. Then there's Jonathan taking pictures.
1: Oh, that's clearly a weirdo. Yeah, taking Stanis pictures right of there. other houses.
0: Got got a picture of Barb on the diving board, but the weirdo on Maple Street is Eleven. Yeah, because it's I really agree. like instead of calling it ET, we it, Eleven is is ET in this episode. I mean, Lucas calls her
1: the weirdo several mm-hmm. times throughout many of the episodes. Yeah, so and she's hiding in Mike's house, which. I'm guessing is on Maple Street. I don't know. Do we know where Maple Street is? I don't know. That
0: would be a different way to answer this question is, well, where is Maple Street? But I don't know. I don't know. It's a great title. Weirder on Maple Street.
1: Weirder weirder on Maple Street.
0: (laughs) That's a bad title. That's a bad (laughs) title. All right. The Stranger Still Podcast. We will be back for episode three and all the, or chapter three and all of the chapters. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. My name is Miles. My name is Kathleen. And Good night.